0: to Top Dog Podcast. I'm Katja.
1: Hello, I'm Adrian. Top Dog Podcast is our fortnightly podcast about people who do amazing things with and for dogs.
0: You think you've heard everything about dogs?
1: Then you came to the right place.
0: You will hear things you never thought would exist, never believed are real, never considered possible.
1: And you will hear from people with great ideas how to improve your and your dog's life. In short, we speak dog. So, if you want to be on the ball like your dog, then stick with us. And I say now, it's time to unleash dogs. This program is rated D for dog.
2: It contains sniffing, scratching and doggy themes.
1: Calm down.
0: Life is easy. No love in your life anymore? Enjoy the rest of your life with your best friend.
1: But first we want to start with our top dog odd spot. In this segment we have stories that make you cringe, laugh or cry or go. Really, is that so? And this first story really uh, raises this question. I found a study in the magazine Marie Claire where it says that cat owners drink double the amount of champagne than dog owners. Can you believe that Katja?
0: I believe that. I know a friend who drinks bubbly and he is a cat owner.
1: Well there we go, there we have a proof. So cat owners do prefer champagne and dog owners, they do like champagne as well, but they prefer red wine like a Pinot or a Shiraz. And as I said, this is a recent Australian survey and they asked about more than 1500 pet owners. Mm -hmm. So cat owners that drink as well more white wine like a Sauvignon Blanc than dog owners Mm -hmm. do. And why? There's an easy answer to that question coming from veterinarian Dr. Robert Zammet. He helped interpreting the study. So his findings are that cats are the aristocrats of the world and regal cat owners especially are quite sophisticated. So I'm not surprised cat owners enjoy champagne. Dog owners, on the other hand, like to spend time outside with their furry friends and there's nothing better than coming home to a glass of warming red wine so it makes complete sense. That's his finding of Dr. Robert Zamit. But I don't agree. I don't think that cat owners are more sophisticated than dog owners.
0: No, and I think who says that red wine is not sophisticated?
1: Yeah, that's what I think too. And anyway, I think we shouldn't compare cat owners with dog owners. Dogs are dogs, and cats are cats.
0: Sounds like a good plan to me, Adrian.
1: I'm glad you agree, Katya. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, speaking about dog owners liking red and being outdoors, I found a very active outdoor dog. Uh, his name is Henry. He is a cockapoo, and what's a he... cockapoo? <laughs> as a cocker spaniel mixed with a poodle. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Henry and his owners they like being outdoors and uh, as I said very active so they do go mountain biking and stand up paddle boarding and what is actually more unusual is that Henry also goes paragliding. So his owner, Amy Jones, says that he has been paragliding since he was eight months old. Now he is four and he's been paragliding in the Alps and he gets excited whenever Amy pulls out the harness. And I could imagine that paragliding is so much better than sticking your head out of the car window (laughs) when you're driving along. Yes. Must be quite an experience. So as a result, Henry has been nominated the Bravest Pet at the Amplifon Awards for Brave Britons. And he will travel to London for the awards ceremony. But he's got stiff competition because there is three more other finalists, including humans, because this award is not only to celebrate the achievements of exceptional animals but also exceptional people so i think that is pretty amazing this dog must have nerves of steel because i wouldn't go paragliding
1: he would be james bond because he has nerves of steel and the other thing that's important for being a good spy like james bond you have to stay calm you know when you get into danger and that brings us to our first interview. Imagine a natural solution to calm pet anxiety, like calming music for dogs, especially. It's a new, innovative tool to help calm pet anxiety behavior, reduce noise phobic stress like thunderstorms or fireworks, and restore behavioral balance for your pet's well being.
0: A claim that Ron Pia makes. Who is a canine lifestyle consultant and founder of Pet Karma? Now, how does that work? I have a little bit of a problem imagining. It's like a little cube.
3: Yes, it, it is. the uh, The actual device is a Bluetooth speaker and we have various colours in those because they represent each of the species, and the music that's on it is species-specific. So there's a blue one just for the dogs' uh, here in frequency, a green one just for cats, one for horses, and one for the um, avian birds.
1: Yeah, and we, of course, and, are interested in the blue one, especially for
4: mm, dogs.
3: Well, uh, they, the music is all preloaded onto the device, and it's a, uh, to describe it, it's around about a 50-mil um, cube, a little small cube. It's a very powerful uh, aluminium diaphragm speaker and it produces a, uh, a very good uh, sound that's suitable for the uh, the dog's hearing frequency.
1: I would actually like to hear first how does it all work. So I've got mm-hmm. the box now in my hand and I've got the dog sitting next to me. What do I do now?
3: Turn it on. Just the, press the button. Turn the music on, yes. So you'll see there's a little toggle switch that's go on off, and right. you're going to just turn that on. It'll just take a, a few seconds for to it to load, and the music will start to play.
1: So it comes preloaded already with music. Oh,
3: preloaded, that's right. And the um, the cube is battery operated, and that has a uh, a lithium battery in it, so it's rechargeable, and it's got a battery life of eight hours. So if you're out on the round. Um, walking or driving or such, you can continually play that. But if you want to uh, play longer than eight hours, and I suggest when people like go to work and they leave the music playing, they, there's a USB cable that's supplied with it, and you can just plug that in, just like you do with your phone when you charge your phone. Mm-hmm. And that'll uh, recharge the battery and also play the, uh, the pet tunes for 24 hours. You run it twenty four seven if you so wish.
0: And the pet tunes are specifically created for dogs or the other species. That's right. Uh um,
3: uh, You're asking: uh, Is there a difference in um, the uh, dogs and the uh, or the pet species hearing and ours, And there is. The significance of the uh, scientific studies in this is actually were the first ones to measure the hearing frequencies of each of the pet species. And uh, our dogs and cats have the ability of being up to three times more sensitive to sounds than what we are. Uh, humans hear at a, at a frequency rate of 20,000 hertz. The dogs hear at 45,000, and cats are even higher again at 65,000. So they are hearing a lot more sounds than mm. what we are.
1: So does it mean I do not hear the music as a human? I do, I do hear oh, nothing? Oh, well, there's,
3: there's parts that you're not going to hear. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Mm. What kind of music is it?
3: Uh, The music is specially composed for the rhythmic nature of the animals. Now, like with horses, for instance, we use the uh, 4-2 tempo, which is the gait of the horse. With the dogs, dogs are um, very restful creatures, and they uh, like to feel calm and safe in their zone. So you'll find that uh, music is fairly soft and repetitive. Now, The animals actually process sound very differently to the way that we process sound. They appreciate consistency and um, moderation, where we like to have variety and loudness to our sounds. The animals are quite the opposite. So, with the music that's been uh, designed for the pet tunes for canines is specific for their hearing to bring them into that calm, rhythmic state. And that's why, when you turn it on, the dogs will eventually start. You'll find them; they'll actually lay down and um, they go into a restful
1: state. With what other music would you compare that music? Is it rather
3: look? Um, many people sort of um, have been using music for the calming animal behaviour and one of the uh, popular ones is classical music. Now um, uh, classical consists consists of strings, wind and percussion instruments. The music on the pet tunes is primarily strings and wind because what percussion instruments do is actually alert anxious behaviours. So um, although the dogs with classical music will be hearing the strings and the winds and they'll go into a calm state, as, soon as the percussion comes in, they're alerted again. This way, with the pet tunes, we're able to keep them into a moderate state by controlling really what they are hearing, and that's what we've actually eliminated out of these, um, uh, out of our compositions. You know, the uh, percussion sounds, and you might relate that to thunderstorms. You know, the dogs uh, get very upset when they're hearing thunderstorms, and that's because that's a percussion sound. That's their alert signal that's triggering their uh, hearing frequencies.
0: Mm, Say I've got something really calm and quiet, electronic music. Would that also work instead of classical?
3: Look, it can work, but the thing is whether the music is actually tuned in for their frequency or not. You know, that, uh, and this is a little bit of the, uh, I suppose, the major difference, using a product that is specifically designed for the animal as to selecting randomly music and then applying it uh, to the animal to see what result you're going to get. You know, with the Pet tunes, you've actually got a totally controlled environment. With the um, radio and the television and YouTube and that, you haven't got that control.
1: Now, the main aim of, uh, of that concept is to calm the dog or the, the That's animal. That's right. Yeah. Does yeah, it have a calming... where we're looking at
3: calming anxious behaviours.
1: Does it have a calming effect on me as well when I sit next to um, it?
3: Look, it's interesting you say that because um, one of the applications for the pet tunes is veterinary clinics. Now, um, you know, animals go through surgery and particularly cats, when they come out of uh, surgical procedures, are quite violent. They're, uh, they're very scared, they, uh, they'll react, and the vet nurses can get cut up and hurt quite a bit. So the uh, vet nurses have all have mentioned that when they're playing it, they find that they're calming down, the animals are calming down, they're coming down, they're able to get through their um, veterinary procedures a lot quicker for faster recovery, and the surgery seems to be a lot calmer. So uh, yeah, it does. but I, I use it actually in my office when I wanted to uh, write articles or such and I need a little bit of uh, concentration power, I'll turn one of them on.
1: Now there's a vast choice out there in the classical music world, but are you using existing music or are you composing it yourself? And who, no, it's all composed. Who is composing that? Music? It's all
3: fully, fully composed and uh, then it's digitally modified again. This is quite an involved process, producing the uh, compositions for the animals.
1: Who does compose it?
3: The the compositions have been uh, composed by Janet Marlowe. She is a 12-string classical guitarist and a very accomplished lady in her field. And she noticed that when she was practicing, the dogs would all come into her room and they would settle down on the floor and go into a very restful state. So that inspired her to investigate, well, what's actually causing them? What, what are the dogs hearing and what's causing their behaviours to change? And uh, that became a, a fairly extensive university study. And uh, from that study was the result of the pet tunes music. So she was able to compose the, uh, the tunes. And we have a number of tunes running through the program on, on the speaker.
0: Does she update the tunes every once in a while? So if you have a Pet Tunes loudspeaker, could you then update it maybe with some new tracks?
3: Uh, well, we've got a, uh, got a new set of tracks coming out uh, in a couple of months. I think I'll have them for April. Uh-huh.
0: So if I had purchased the Pet Tunes loudspeaker, uh, do I have to then purchase separately the music and then purchase well, new normally,
3: music? Normally when you buy the Pet Tunes, it comes all preloaded. The extra micro card for extra tracks, that can be just purchased independently.
1: Now, there's not only the pet tunes, uh, so there's the Ultra Karma. What's that about? That's a collar. What is it?
3: That's a Sonic Relief Collar, specific for canines, for dogs. One of the biggest issues for majority of our pets is anxiety, and uh, even the... Um, American and the Australian Veterinary Association recognise anxiety as one of the major leading causes towards pet illness. Now, you know, we've just come through uh, the summer period here in Australia and we've had some very violent storms and uh, there's been a lot of, uh, and also the uh, fireworks from our New Year celebrations and Australia Day celebrations, and a lot of animals get really um, upset about that, those sharp sounds. The Ultra karma Collar has been designed specifically for dogs who are uh, noise phobic. So they're suffering from fireworks or from uh, thunderstorm uh, activity, they can wear the collar. The music is actually uh, in a device that sits in the collar and you can just turn it on. Where pet tunes, you can actually hear the uh, the music. The ultra karma is not so much the case because the uh, volumes have been um, designed so that people can't turn them up too loud and damage the dog's ears.
1: You come across as a calm person yourself. You are into calming pets. Now i ask you this question. What do you think about a dog owner who is a hard rock music fan, heavy metal fan, and has that kind of music playing all day and the dog is in the house? What effect would that have? Well,
3: normally you've got an agitated dog. Right.
1: That's all it is?
3: Well, the dog will either be agitated. Sometimes people expose their dogs uh, excessively to these things. And if the dog can't um, find a hiding spot or he's not comfortable with it, you know, he'll shut down. So uh, quite often when you have those uh, situations with dog owners, uh, you know, they've usually got a problem behavior there somewhere.
1: Okay, then I have one last question. Uh, what's the feedback? Do you hear any feedback from your customers? What do they think about that?
3: Uh, yeah, 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 we've got very positive feedback. One of the uh, things which is really interesting is uh, the American Veterinary Association have actually recognized the, uh, a problem with the, um, uh, the veterinary clinics, that their uh, client attendance rates are actually dropping, or they have been dropping and declining. And they conducted a survey as to find out why this is the case. And the main reason was people didn't like taking their dogs to the vet because the dogs were fearful. They were uh, frightened or terror, uh, stressed, you know, when they got there. Now, as a result of that, there's been a, um, a whole rethink on animal management within veterinary clinics and with uh, animal behaviourists in how animals are to be handled. Now, uh, to give them uh, a stress-free experience. So that's been um, uh, now formed as the uh, fear-free movement for uh, animal management. And PetTunes is now one of the uh, very few products that is actually endorsed by the uh, fear-free movement. So that's why I've um, sort of been very excited to um to talk about it here in Australia because you know we have got a uh, huge problem with uh, in dogs separation anxiety uh, travel stress excessive barking and um, even uh, aggressive behavior during walking now uh, the uh, I've been using pet Tunes on all of those occasions to actually change dogs behavior and other people's dogs behavior as well while they're around my dogs we've got something that's really quite unique
1: thank you very much Ron Uh, for this insight to dogs listening.
3: Thank you it's been great to be with you
1: That was Ron Pia, canine lifestyle consultant and founder of the Pet Karma. If you want to have more information about this gadget then go onto the website petkarma.com
0: Yeah, that reminds me that we talked to Aman Ahmed, who is the founder of Music for Pets. So if you would like to have more Music for Pets to calm your pet down, uh, you can check his channel out on YouTube and you can listen to the interview in one of our previous podcasts.
1: That's right. And uh, that's the episode number six when you go onto our website, topdoc.space. It's a different approach, but uh, an interesting one too, and one that obviously works.
0: It's amazing what people do for their best friend, the dog.
1: Yeah, and that's understandable that you do everything for your dog and and you go as far as you can and you never want to part with your best friend once they are your best friends. And if you have a choice to live in a retirement home, what do you do with your friend, you can't leave him behind. So you take him with you, like Paul did with
0: Jesse. He was allowed to take his dog with him. That is quite unusual.
1: Indeed, yeah. So there is a retirement village in Melbourne in a suburb called Boronia, Martin Luther Homes, where they are allowed to take their pets. So you don't only find dogs, you find cats, you find even birds there. And he could take Jesse with him. And I met him there. I had a chat with him about dog and the universe. And uh, so Jesse is today my top dog of the week.
2: she had a dog and uh, ever since then we've had dogs kids grow up with dogs um, they've been part of our family Why are you fond of dogs can you don't really know it's no. just uh, I think they're a particular animal which sort of obviously goes well with man I mean you' see plenty of things. Which show that it goes back a long way. The dogs adapted to humans, and just much as we've adapted to them. So yep. we have an affinity for each other, I believe. But th- this one here, um, we, we we moved to Mount Evelyn. We would lost our old dog, and that stage uh, we thought perhaps we wouldn't tackle another dog. We'd, and for a while we went without one. But anyway, we went to the refuge, and we found her. She was about 12 months old. And uh it's the best thing we ever did. How old is she now? She's about 10. Um, and what's her name? Uh, Jessie, yeah. And
1: is she sort of a a, a cross Labrador? Well,
2: from what she? they told us, I think she's a collie. Uh, sorry, a Kelpie Labrador cross, but she's got lots of Labrador in her because, of, because she's got two interests in
1: life, food and people. Mm. <laughs> food, I think, comes first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, it's sort of a unique situation because you both live in retirement, we've only been here about 2
2: years right yeah. no, we were a bit yeah. concerned so, as to how, how she'd get on here because where we were um we had our own place and I mean, she she um she didn't bark much but I mean occasionally at the postman or something she'd bark at them so we thought when we came here there was a fair chance there's people were going past all the time that she but she didn't I mean she just fit, she just fitted in straight away and uh I think she regards the whole. We've only got a small backyard, but she regards this whole place as part of home. I think. No, I mean she's a terribly adaptive dog. I've never had a dog quite like her.
1: She just fits in. <laughs> now you can tell that she has got Labrador in her because she's yeah. now licking the curl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just she, above she, she the rubbish her. bin. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean she's pretty obedient, but she's also very perceptive. And if, I if you lose track of her for a moment she knows you, you're not you're not paying attention <laughs> and, and she knows exactly where she wants to go and she's gone <laughs> like My no, far but up the back or somewhere to, to get food
1: yes. now how often do you take her on walks well i try to take
2: her out a couple of times a day depends on how we are i guess
1: yeah. <laughs> and how long is one average walk how long is oh, it oh
2: well it's uh, it, it not as much as it used to be but i suppose quarter to half an hour you know mm. But it, it, it's up and down a bit because I'm not always as fit as I am all the time. So, Where do you take her for walks? Well, there's a, there's a, a, I think it's an old creek down the back that's now covered over, so we can, I can take her down there and let her off. So that's that's been a good thing. And there's also down the other way, there's a, there's an old school which is going to be subdivided, but at the moment there's nothing there. If if I can be, if I can tackle that it, so right. the, the worst place is everywhere you go, you. Whichever way I come back, I get to go uphill, <laughs> particularly out the front way because that's pretty pretty steep out there. Well, it keeps both of you fit, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? No, I, yeah. I,
1: guess, I guess it does. So sure. she's she's pretty good, I think. Yeah. Now, apart from having a, she's like a mate, like a good friend, yes. I suppose. Yes. Apart from having a good friend in your home, yeah. Is is it helpful when you go on walks? Do you meet people? Do you meet people? I mean, well, I'm well, a obviously to you. here because yeah. every, I
2: mean, I've, there's quite a few people here know her. So they will stop you and want to talk to her. But um, the basic thing, I think, is that it it keeps you going. I mean, you know, like now, I didn't particularly feel like doing anything, but I I thought, well, I'll take her out and I'll stretch my legs. Mm. So it's it's a means of um, you sort of feel you need to take her out, and that's how you make a bigger effort. Whereas if you didn't have to do that, just walking pointlessly probably which wouldn't do it <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. now you grew up with dogs
1: you said well
2: um, not entirely well I did since I was married mm-hmm. but prior to that i oh, you
1: saying that since you, when you married you grew up
5: yeah <laughs> uh, you no know, we'd
2: had a couple of dogs before we had, a, we had a real beauty it was a scotch terrier I remember mm-hmm. but my father um, I think in his young, younger married days he, he, he had always had dogs but because we were living in the city, and he was a country bloke originally, they said, oh, you can't have a dog because there's no room for them. Well, uh, so we went many, many years and didn't have a dog. But eventually we did get this Scotch Terrier. And, of course, my dad loved him, of course. <laughs> but he was a great... He was a, he was the first dog, I think, we had in the family. Then we... Um, he lived through a fair age, but he got knocked over in the end. But then we had another... It was a... Um, uh, and it was the most stupid <laughs> he was up he he had no brains he meant he'd jump out of a car window where they're going <laughs> and he got lost or he we used to get out of the place and they disappear so uh, I think that's what eventually happened. I think he disappeared once and never came back. Oh, so you lost him. Yeah, yeah. We had right. a, but our, he, that's the right. only dog I've had that sort of really didn't have any brains at all. <laughs> it was
4: just <laughs> stupid. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's, when, since then, well, I mean, I was married probably not long after that, and we've always had we um, we had Dobermans mostly. Dobermans Yeah, Yeah. But we ended up the last one. We were down at living at Ocean Grove at that stage, retired, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Everyone's frightened of them. Other people's dogs, I mean, you know, so be, when this one finally died we decided we wouldn't get another one because mainly because of the way people react to the dog. It was made it diff- difficult and it was a pity. They're beautiful. I mean I still fondly remember having Dave Evans and they're beautiful dogs. Absolutely.
0: Well, Paul and Jesse, that's very nice that they can spend their last few years together and you never know they might live forever uh, because two studies, one from Sweden and one from Canada, have been released and they show that dog owners actually live longer.
1: Yeah, I can imagine that because uh, it does have benefits when you have a dog. It means you, it's better health because you walk more, uh, you have a greater social life and uh, a dog provides companionship when you feel
0: alone Yes, and as an owner, you have uh, someone that you need to look after. Um, You need to make sure that you can provide for them. So all that means you need to be also financially sound.
1: Mm. And I think that these two studies have revealed that pet owners, they do tend to be younger and wealthier and better educated and more likely to be married. And all these factors play an important role to improve your cardiovascular outcome. So it might be the case that being healthier and wealthier causes people to be more likely to acquire dogs or therefore they do live longer. Well, that's my interpretation and I'm sure an expert would have a better explanation to that. Maybe we should ask one.
0: Hmm. That is a good idea. We'll put that on the to-do list.
1: All right. So let's see what we can do. And, uh, well, this... um brings us to the end of
0: … Oh, look at that! It's Hans and Gunther with their dog Frederica.
1: Oh dear, again, I think they're becoming regulars.
5: Soon we'll need to pay them. Uh, hello, Hans. Hello, hello, it's me, Hans. Hello, Katja. Hello, Adrian. How is it going?
4: Good, thanks. Yourself? Hello, Katja.
5: Uh, hello, Gunther.
4: Long time no see, what have you been up to? Ah,
5: cut it, you and Katya. It's 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 not appropriate.
4: Yes it is. I like her.
5: Adrian. Before, you know, the interview with that uh, pet calming thing, music that proves to be the preferred tool by animals to influence a calm positive behavior. I mean Ha
4: Yes Ha.
5: <laughs> so sh-
4: Frederike, be quiet. What
1: do you mean?
5: Well, music for dogs, I don't know. I mean, every dog has a different taste of music, doesn't it? So, I have developed a different approach. I have designed, or created if you want, an auto-suggestive approach where I tell the dog to become calm with words, universal words. Great.
0: Let us know more about it, or... Better, send us a tape and we
5: might talk about it in one of our next episodes. Well, it's not quite finished yet. I don't have a tape yet. I still need to record it. So I thought, since I don't have a microphone and you guys know all about recordings, you could help me.
1: You mean here now?
5: Exactly, that's what I mean.
1: All right then.
5: Shoot! Great! I go to the study and grab my script. That means I can, until he comes back, read you
4: my new poem, Katya.
0: Yes, please.
4: Okay. Uh, There we go. One day it happened and I got stuck in a trunk very badly. No one could see me nor hear me screaming madly. I was lost to the world for the rest of my life never be able to ask the most beautiful woman to become my wife. Oh, what desperation, what lack of motivation to believe in the possibility that someone has the ability to pull me, the old time greatest spunk, out of that annoying trunk. But hear and see, the day had come. When a little dog, as pretty as a diamond, or some, pulled its owner to the trunk of wanting to have a wee, but instead found me, the old time greatest spunk. Is it coincidence or what? No, it is destiny, in fact, a lot, because at the other end of the leash around the dog's neck, was this woman I always dreamt of when sunbathing on the deck she didn't hesitate and pulled out of the trunk me myself, the old time greatest spunk now you can guess, what was her name was it Mary was it Susie, was it Elaine, no it was Katya believe it or not and wow, I tell you was she hot?
5: <clears throat>
4: <laughs> I think you better not react, Katya.
5: So, here I am. I've got the script. Let's start. Frederike, come here. Good girl. Sit, lie down, pay attention. <clears throat> One, two, three. Quiet action. Dear dog, welcome to Hans's calming dog tape. I'm talking here directly to the dog, you know. You are a good girl. You are a good boy. Somehow you need to edit that, Adrian, you know, depending on what sex the dog who's listening has. But... What you will hear in the coming hour will calm you, guaranteed. You will be boring.
4: relaxed great I go and wash my you hair. Might see a
5: light? A bone, perhaps? A toy ball? <coughs> what now, Gunther? There's someone at the door. Go and have a look.
4: Better not. I'm sure it's the landlord wanting the rent.
5: Quiet, Frederica. He doesn't need to know that we are at home. What are you doing, Gunther?
4: I'm drying my hair. Now? Why not? I always do after I have washed my hair.
5: But we are doing recordings here. Calming dogs. For sake...
4: So what? I was first. Ah,
5: you drive me up the wall. Go at least to the window so it's not too noisy.
4: All right.
5: All right. Where were we? Oh, yes. What you will hear in the coming hour will calm you. You will be relaxed and feel and great Sush, Frederike, be quiet and keep your nose away from my script.
4: Better open the window. Sticky here. Oh, there's a traffic jam.
5: Peace and calm. You are a good dog and stay calm. I can't believe it. This is insane. Close the window.
4: Oh, they are doing some road works.
5: I can't concentrate. I'm calm down. Breathe in. Breathe out. Okay. I will take you on the journey now, imagine you are in a cemetery, digging out the graves and finding all these beautiful bones. Hans,
1: hello, Uh, Hans, Hans. hello, Hans, I think this is not working, Hans. It's too noisy, he can't
5: hear you. Um, And don't bite into my script. No, let's go. Stop it, Frederica. Let's go of my script. I can't read.
4: You need to calm Frederica down. It's probably too noisy for her with the landlord banging at the door, the traffic jam, and the roadworks.
5: I can't calm her down. I can never calm her down. She's too fidgety. Frederica, keep with that. My script. Don't run away with it. Frederica, come
4: back. Come here. And now there is even a fighter jet coming. What? Oh, unbelievable.
0: oh my god, it can't get any noisier!
1: No, I think we should stop here. This is not so
0: Let's hang up! <laughs> let's hang up, let's hang up. I don't know, you see how noisy you're gonna make it.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and that was full-on. I mean, that is now the end of the show, hopefully.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was bizarre, these two guys. I don't know. Until then, it was a show of calm, peace and harmony.
1: With especially composed music for your dog's nerves.
0: A show about lifetime with friends living happily ever after.
1: A show with a weird poem.
0: (laughs) A very weird poem.
1: Yeah. Anyway, if you liked it, I mean the show, tell your friends and listen to us on our website www.topdog.space.
0: Or you can find us in your favorite podcast app or on your favorite podcast portal. Bye-bye. And I say bye-bye as well. And what else? Say hello to your mum from me. No. Say hello to your dog from me. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Say hello to your cat from me.
1: (laughs) No, no way. (laughs)